the the the, the podcast. podcast, and we're live. Welcome to the the the, the podcast. My name is Felix O'Mercury, and my co-host John Flannery. How are you doing today, John? I'm fantastic, Felix. How are you? I'm good. And with us today is a good friend of us, Joseph Maher. He's a renowned traveler in IH Group. Um, how are you doing today, Joseph? I'm doing good. Yeah, and today he's going to be doing an episode of Joseph's Journeys, where he tells us an exciting story about a trip he took to Bosnia, where he had an exciting encounter with a taxi driver. Take us away, Joseph. Yeah, so um, a small a brief background on the trip. Uh, I, I like to go to a few places at once and like for one holiday. So uh, for this particular journey in 2018, I went from Prague to Vienna to Bratislava, uh, from there to Budapest. Ljubljana uh, in Slovenia and then Zagreb, Croatia to a small place in Croatia called Kotor uh, then from there on to uh, Sarajevo in Bosnia and Herzegovina uh, via Split and then from there on to Bel- Belgrade in Serbia and then final stop of Sofia in Bulgaria before heading back home. So about a bit over uh, three weeks I think and um, it was a bit interesting but... Uh, That's a um, lot of traveling in three weeks. Uh, yeah well I think for most holidays you can't really be too comprehensive about going to everything. Like yeah. you're not going to remember everything. But as well as that, you can see most of a city in two days for most cities anyways, particularly in the Balkans where the cities aren't quite as big as the more Western European cities. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a few episodes that, of misfortune or misadventure, but uh, <laughs> all the good stories anyways. But So one of them was in... The former Yugoslav republics, so uh, Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia and Herzegovina and Serbia, there's still a bit of remnants of their legacy of communism. So one example of it would be in their uh, transport services. They're usually not too good at all. What I mean by that is you'll have in Serbia anyways, as a classic example, there is to get go on a bus. You first have to go to the bus station and then there was a place for getting your ticket then a place for verifying that you had the ticket where you had to get a coin. Then a person manning a turnstile where you had to put the coin in so you could get it on. And then the bus driver who would then check the ticket. Okay. So you could see all the sort of division of like useless jobs that were legacies from a communist past, just dr- yeah. work for work's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could see this is, this gives a bit of background for going from Croatia. Mm-hmm. So their bus services are usually better, but again, they're, not up to even Irish standards. Which <laughs> <laughs> So I was in Croatia and coming from Kotor, a small place, a Roman settlement and leaving via split. It was a bigger, much bigger city, so I knew it would have better transport links with the rest of the places I want to go. So to, to get to Sarajevo, presumably a bit quicker. Then. And sorry, sorry to cut across you, Joseph, there, but just for our listeners, uh, Sarajevo, that is uh, the capital of Bosnia, yes? Uh, yeah, it's the capital okay. of Bosnia and Herzegovina. So the bus in Split, it made several stops along the way. Like it wasn't a direct bus, which I didn't know at the start. And mm-hmm. it arrived in Split three hours late. And it was due to arrive in Bosnia, uh, in the capital of Sarajevo at 3 a.m. Well, it was due to arrive in at midnight, but ended up arriving at about 3 a.m. And how long so were you traveling for? I think about six or seven hours. Like, oh. like they made stops along. Like it wasn't a direct. Yeah. Like, so, was the was the bus packed? Uh, yeah, I think every seat was full. So. <laughs> wow. Oh wow! So you were sitting beside a stranger for yeah. six hours. Yeah. How? What did you eat? Like, what did you eat throughout the six hours? Um. Well, for the trip, 
for a continuing team is budget when it comes to food anyways in terms of experience i don't think like if you're going to go to a museum in prague you may as well pay five euro like you're not going to get go there again or if you do it'll probably be quite a while mm-hmm. yeah but in terms of food my philosophy was i'll be able to eat properly when i get home <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> and when you say when you say home you mean back to ireland after three weeks of traveling yeah so she's oh, joseph <laughs> I think on the later stage of the trip, it deteriorated a bit where at the start it wasn't as bad. I was re- mainly relying on um, Eurosaver hamburgers from McDonald's. Um, I had so many of these luxury- would you eat a day. How many Eurosavers? Five or six. Wow. But, <laughs> well, there was some luxury, like in Vienna, uh, a cheeseburger costs the same as a hamburger. So I only had to pay a euro there to get a cheeseburger. Bargain. Uh, uh, yeah, I made great use of that. And wow, that's brilliant, Joseph. So, so on this bus trip, did you have a few Eurosaver burgers stocked up, or no? The Eurosavers was at the start of the ship, where but as I said, it deteriorated a bit. So I think sunflower seeds was the main go-to at this point. Oh my god! And, oh, so for the entire six-hour bus trip, you were eating sunflower seeds. Well, well like. After about three days of not properly eating food, you don't really get that hungry anymore. <laughs> so so we're, we're, we're reaching Bosnia at 3 a.m. Is that where we're at? Well, yeah. Um, unfortunately as well, at this time, I was having my old reliable phone, the OnePlus One, mm-hmm. which was five years at this point. And it, it was a very decent phone. But unfortunately, its battery life only lasted about two hours with on screen. So anytime that I was going around... It had to be on airplane mode when it like if it was on or else it had to be fully powered off so I could actually use it. Mm. Unfortunately for this trip, it didn't even have full power going into it. So <laughs> when I reached Sarajevo, uh, the phone was, I think, at 5%. Wow. Oh, my God. So, and this is 3 a.m. in the morning in a foreign country in Eastern Europe. You well, know well, no one and you have like one couple of bars of battery left. Yeah, and it gets a bit worse because the bus was late. Like, if it was scheduled to be at 3 a.m., that wouldn't be that bad. But because it was unexpectedly late, there wasn't even the taxis there. Oh so there was, a, there was about 40, 50 people needing to, like, because the bus was full, needing to get a taxi, and it was empty. So there was, eventually, I think, one taxi came after 20 minutes. But as well, another thing about uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina is they don't use the euro. They're not in the EU. Right. Uh, which was unfortunate because I didn't have any money in their currency as well. <laughs> so I essentially found myself in a 3am <laughs> in a foreign country <laughs> and an abandoned taxi rank. Uh, yeah, an abandoned taxi rank waiting for taxis along with 50 other people with no money. Oh. And, and 5% battery. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Not a good spot um, to be in. No. And some sunflower some... seeds in your pocket. And I think it's important we just throw in here. Joseph travels solo. So oh, yeah. it's not that he's with like a few a few mates or family around 50 people. It's he's solo in a foreign country with no battery. You know, <laughs> like something could happen to him and no <laughs> one would know. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I was eventually um, there, the taxis did come. Uh, they must have some network of a WhatsApp group or something where they're messaging each other, but it was quite slow initially. So I was decided to like the one uh, car pulled up 
and it wasn't a taxi car per se, it was more of a, a hackney, you know, a car from the 1990s, I think was its license plate. Mm. Uh, a very heavy smell, strong smell of smoke in the car. And it, it, like, it wasn't a taxi driver car, it was just some guy's car, uh, like a 50 year old. <laughs> Given a lift, like. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be too surprised, like, because if he was doing that at 3 a.m., he must have been a bit drunk or like not. <laughs> uh, so uh, he he didn't speak any English, really. But uh, one of the people on the bus uh, was able to speak English. And he said, yeah, this guy will take you where you want to go for five or five euro. Because mm. that's the only currency I had on me. Yeah. So I had to get my phone out and show him where I wanted to go. And he didn't quite understand, like... First of all, I don't think he was too used to smartphones, uh, of, well, modern smartphones, really. So he was having a bit of difficulty with that. And um, how far away was the place you wanted to go to um, in terms of like hours, if you could put a, a mark on it? Well, it seemed to be on the other side of the city, I think. Okay. Um, I'd say 20, 30 kilometers, not, not feasible to walk. The, yeah. mm-hmm. the hostel was on sort of the outskirts of the city. And the bus depot was on the outskirts, the other side. So oh, wow. ideal. Yeah. Well, as well as that, the phone wouldn't last long enough for the GPS to work, so I wouldn't oh, be able my to. Oh yeah. yeah. So so you're you're at this like random bus station in Sarajevo, and you're talking to this guy who can't talk back to you, trying to explain to him where you want to go for five euro. Oh well. I was a bit sleepy at that point, so I sort of just heard, oh, yeah, this guy will take you where you want to go for a fiver. Mm-hmm. And that was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was I didn't want to sit in. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't put my bag in the boot, first of all, uh, just in case he were to steal it. And then it occurred to me about halfway through the journey that it probably would be very hard for anyone to realize that I went missing if he just decided to kidnap me and take all my money. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's kind um, of late to get the realization while you're in the taxi, Joseph. Yeah, well, I thought that if I could sort of feign that my phone was on. So my yeah. phone was on, but I was pretending like it had to be in airplane mode because it was at, I think, 3% battery now. Mm-hmm. Uh, from like even the brief like few minutes that I was using it. So it'd be switched on for maybe a second every minute just so we can see, oh, he has a phone. <laughs> I, it doesn't make sense to kill him yeah. um, or he might be able to call someone first mm-hmm. yeah and I was in the backseat as well just so he couldn't really see what I was doing or he could just so we know that I'd be able to track where he, we were GPS wise so he can't take any diversions or anything yeah um, he seemed he was very nice like he had some when I said no English it wasn't quite fair like uh, very broken English so when we were passing the American embassy he was a strong supporter from what I could gather of the Americans. So he was saying extra, extra, and that type of accent uh, yeah, described yeah. it as being very good. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. uh, passing some a small enough museum, he was saying extra, extra to describe that as well. And <laughs> as I was leaving, I, I was saying that his driving is extra, extra as well. I don't think he picked up on the, <laughs> <laughs> on, on the slight, slightly joking nature of it, but yeah. Um, it was grand enough. Now, as I said before, his car was very old, well, like fairly old for even for Mon- uh, for Bosnia. I'd say it'd be more on the lower end range of cars, mm-hmm. which isn't too convincing for convincing that it'll get all the way there. Which yeah, of course, like it's case, rattling, it's kind of it's making noises it shouldn't. Yeah, you know. So, um, what I didn't know at the time when I booked the hostel was that it's up a very steep hill. 
So the car, it was struggling. Uh, <laughs> it was heavily struggling to get up the hill. <laughs> We're actually, uh, another thing just before I pass out, or like as I passing mentioned, on the side of it was a particular type of cemetery. Uh, cemetery mainly due to the uh, sort of ethnic, civil and expansion war of Bosnia and Herzegovina in 1992 to 1996. And an interesting thing about the cemetery there for what I presume was the Muslims was they don't have headstones. They had, you know, small obelisks. So, mm-hmm. so okay. you know the, that thing uh, in America, away, facing the other way from Abraham Lincoln, that Washington Monument, you know that? Yeah. yeah. So just loads and loads of miniature versions of from faraway okay. areas that looked like pristine white, you know, well-kept, just loads yeah. of them in the field going mm. up this very, very steep hill. And the hill as well, it was cobbled. So very slippy, particularly in the warmer weathers. So fair, fair enough to the driver, he was able to make it up the first hill. Uh, the second hill, however, <laughs> that's, he wasn't able to. It was too steep and too slippery. The car wasn't good enough. So that's where I was dropped off. And it was close enough, but... So you walked the rest of the way? Well, he, he said he was charging a fiver, and then he said, no, 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 it's actually a tenner. Or that's how he was making it out to be. Okay. I was annoyed at that, but I did end up paying him the 10 euro just because I didn't want to have to deal with any hassle. And in fairness, 10 euro for like 10 euro wouldn't have gotten me half as far in Galway. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> like I, got a, I did get a bit stingy, just like poor country. I don't have to pay as much for yeah. some stuff. Well, in, in retrospect, it was well invested seeing as none bad happened. And at this point, the phone's battery had gone down to 2%. This was it being used sparingly, just mm. just as a sort of way that if he is going to kidnap me, then he, he knows at least that I have a phone. It's on for the moment. He doesn't know about the battery life. And I could make a call and I can see where we are at the moment. So like for those reasons, it doesn't make sense to kidnap someone, especially when their luggage is on them and not in the boot of a car. Yeah, of course. He'd get like, nothing from it. No. Um, so you're on the way to the hostel now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I don't actually know exactly where it is. So I have to turn back on the GPS. As I said, like, I, when I was in the car, everything was off. It was in airplane mode, just using it to light up the screen, just on the off chance that he, like, when I see that he knows he's looking, when I know that he's looking, just so mm-hmm. that he, so now that I had to turn back GPS on, I was able to get a rough idea. I knew that I was close to the hostel. I knew which direction it was in. It was further up the hill but I didn't actually know where it was. Mm. Uh, I was work, walking around in a circle because for a small time as well, because I wasn't too sure before then what was happening because the GPS wasn't coming up properly. And I was wondering what the chances are. Like, first of all, I was wondering what my options were. Would it make sense just to sleep out on a bench somewhere or would it be best to try and find the hostel or would it make sense to go back to the city? The thing is, I decided that it doesn't make sense to go back to the city, first of all, because I don't know the layout of the city and I'm not too sure if any hostel would take me. I don't have enough money and I don't have any money in their currency. Yeah. So that probably isn't the best option. So mm-hmm. then I decided, okay, sleeping out in the open, not that bad of a shout, but I may as well try my best trying to find the hostel first. And if not, then I'll find some bench or something to sleep to, on. To sleep rough? Yeah. Wow. Well, like, so I didn't have an option. Like... So it's on the table that you've arrived at 3 a.m., you've taken a dodgy taxi ride, and it's on the table you might not even be sleeping inside tonight. Well, the, the... And your seeds. Well, I think the sunflower seeds, they were, the last, they were gone by halfway in the bus journey, so... <laughs> like, like, I didn't bring a substantial amount. Yeah, so 
But the, the only other option then would be just to be walking around until daytime. But even by then, my phone would be out of battery, so I wouldn't know where to go. Like there, mm-hmm. there wasn't much of an there wasn't much of an option other than look for the hostel or else, like sleep on a bench somewhere. And what time is it at this point? It'd probably be about half three, maybe four o'clock now. Okay, okay. So pitch black. Um. Yeah. Uh. As well as that, the the streets aren't well lit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The it, it wasn't even in the city, so like it, it was in the outskirts. So the. Uh, like it's not the best access either. So I was walking along the street for quite a while. Just there isn't a clear distinction between where one street ends and another begins. So I was walking along it for a while enough, and then since it was a youth hostel, it actually has a distinctive. There's there's a distinctive like logo. If you look up at the international youth hostel logo, it's sort of um, a triangle-like thing. Okay. And I saw that outside one of the houses, and you that 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 should be me. Uh, the only problem was that there there was no one there um, at the hostel. So, yeah, well, it was at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like, <laughs> so what do we do now? Well, thankfully, um, the door was open, so I just went in, and there was a little buzzer, uh, well, a little bell that I think was connected to a buzzer to wake up the manager. Okay, and he was a very nice man. Uh, I think he said his name was Harris, so. The name of the hostel was the Youth Harris Youth Hostel. So presumably mm-hmm. a hostel he owns, manages themselves, runs and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very nice. Just he said, "Look, it's late enough. I was expecting you early." And it's like, "Oh, the buses were, were yeah, yeah." And he was like, "Okay, yeah, here's your room." And I tried to pay him. I was like, "No, you can sort that out in the morning. I can deal with the passport and all that sort of stuff. It's too late now. Just go to sleep." And it's like, "Okay." That's very kind. That's very nice. Yeah. yeah. And well, before I went to sleep, when I was actually looking for the hostel um, on the street, my phone had already run out of battery. That's why I didn't actually know which building it was in. Like I was looking out for the, like, I was pretty sure it was on the right street. But if Google Maps was wrong, then who knew? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the phone was out before I even got to the hostel. And yeah, I, before he just showed me to my room and before I went to sleep, I just said, is there a place to plug in my phone? And then as my phone and I... <laughs> Both were being uh, rejuvenated, me with sleep and it with energy from the socket. Then all was well. New day oh, for all was well in the world. Fantastic! What a well, what an odyssey! Great saga. That's yeah. that's a good place to leave it. You know, a story from coming in at three a.m. in the morning to being at home in bed. You know, safe and sound, <laughs> well, recharging well, your phone from rags to riches in a way. Exactly. So, so from rags to other rags, like like. It, it was, <laughs> A hostel is a, a dorm room, so there is about, I think, four, maybe six other beds. They usually do it in by two, so two, four, six, eight, ten. Uh, so I think in this room, six other beds and maybe four other people. So I remember anyways, when I got in, it was like snoring. Like there was la- loud snoring, but I knew that I'd be able to sleep through it, <laughs> like very, very handily now. Yeah. No, so that's good. And then I assume the next day you bought yourself another pack of sesame seeds. And a Eurosaver burger and sat on a park bench and you were happy <laughs> out with, with two or three hours of sleep in you. Uh, well, like for breakfast, the usual diet would be, you know, the vitamin juice, the big cartons, two liters of apple, banana, mango, pineapple. Like mm-hmm. the, those, those are very... Like, this morning. Yeah, they're very handy for if you don't get breakfast, like they they give you energy anyways. And then chocolate milk sometimes in countries that had it. And then another time, if another staple diet for breakfast could be a bread roll with a bit of chocolate in it, just, mm-hmm. you know, a chocolate bar just 
break a bit off, put it in, and then tastes nice enough. Yeah. Well, Joseph, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, that was a great yeah. story. Thanks very thanks much, for Joseph. Me. And I'll see. We'll uh, end this now. See you. All right. Thanks, man.